host, Richard Young. Join me as we experience God's Word together and grow in our relationship with Him. Today we'll be reading from the Berean Standard Bible, and the reading plan we're following is the one-year chronological Bible. Today is day 22, and we'll be reading from the book of Job, chapters 12, 11, and 13. Job, chapter 12. Then Job answered, Truly, you are the people with whom wisdom itself will die. But I also have a mind, and I am not inferior to you. Who does not know things such as these? I am a laughingstock to my friends. Though I called on God, and he answered, the righteous and upright man is a laughingstock. The one at ease scorns misfortune as the fate of those whose feet are slipping. The tents of robbers are safe, and those who provoke God are secure, those who carry their God in their hands. But ask the animals, and they will instruct you. Ask the birds of the air, and they will tell you. Or speak to the earth, and it will teach you. Let the fish of the sea inform you. Which of all these does not know that the hand of the Lord has done this? The life of every living thing is in his hand, as well as the breath of all mankind. Does not the ear test words, just as the tongue tastes its food? Wisdom is found with the elderly, and understanding comes with long life. Wisdom and strength belong to God. Counsel and understanding are his. What he tears down cannot be rebuilt, and the man he imprisons cannot be released. If he holds back the waters, they dry up, and if he releases them, they overwhelm the land. True wisdom and power belong to him. The deceived and the deceiver are his. He leads counselors away barefoot and makes fools of judges. He loosens the bonds placed by kings and fastens a belt around their waists. He leads priests astray, barefoot, and overthrows the established. He deprives the trusted of speech and takes away the discernment of elders. He pours out contempt on nobles and disarms the mighty. He reveals the deep things of darkness and brings deep shadows into light. He makes nations great and destroys them. He enlarges nations and disperses them. He deprives the earth's leaders of reason and makes them wander in a trackless land. They grope in the darkness without light, and he makes them stagger like drunkards. Job chapter 13. Indeed, my eyes have seen all this, and my ears have heard and understood. What you know I also know. I am not inferior to you. Yet I desire to speak to the Almighty and argue my case before God. You, however... Smear with lies, you are worthless physicians all. If only you would remain silent, for that would be your wisdom. Hear now my argument, and listen to the plea of my lips. Will you speak wickedly on God's behalf, or speak deceitfully for him? Would you show him partiality or argue in his defense? Would it be well when he examined you? Could you deceive him like a man? Surely he would rebuke you if you secretly showed partiality. Would his majesty not terrify you? Would the dread of him not fall upon you? Your maxims are proverbs of ashes. Your defenses are defenses of clay. Be silent, and I will speak. Then let come to me what may. Why do I put myself at risk and take my life in my own hands? Though he slay me, 
I will hope in him. I will still defend my ways to his face. Moreover, this will be my salvation, for no godless man can appear before him. Listen carefully to my words. Let my declaration ring in your ears. Behold, now I have prepared my case. I know that I will be vindicated. Can anyone indict me? If so, I will be silent and die. Only grant these two things to me, so that I need not hide from you. Withdraw your hand from me, and do not let your terror frighten me. Then call me, and I will answer. Or let me speak, and you can reply. How many are my iniquities and sins? Reveal to me my transgression and my sin. Why do you hide your face and consider me as your enemy? Would you frighten me as a windblown leaf? Would you chase after dry chaff? For you record bitter accusations against me and bequeath to me the iniquities of my youth. You put my feet in the stocks and watch over all my paths. You set a limit for the soles of my feet. So man wastes away like something rotten, like a moth-eaten garment. Job, chapter 14. Man who was born of woman is short of days and full of trouble. Like a flower, he comes forth, then withers away. Like a fleeting shadow, he does not endure. Do you open your eyes to one like this? Will you bring him into judgment before you? Who can bring out clean from unclean? No one. Since his days are numbered and the number of his months is with you, and since you have set limits he cannot exceed, look away from him and let him rest so he can enjoy his day as a hired hand. For there is hope for a tree. If it is cut down, it will sprout again, and its tender shoots will not fail. If its roots grow old in the ground and its stump dies in the soil, at the scent of water it will bud and put forth twigs like a sapling. But a man dies and is laid low. He breathes his last, and where is he? As water disappears to the sea, and a river becomes parched and dry, so a man lies down and does not rise. Until the heavens are no more, he will not be awakened or roused from sleep. If only you would hide me in Sheol and conceal me until your anger is past. If only you would appoint a time for me and remember me. When a man dies, will he live again? All the days of my hard service I will wait until my renewal comes. You will call and I will answer. You will desire the work of your hands, for then you would count my steps, but would not keep track of my sin. My transgression would be sealed up in a bag, and you would cover over my iniquity. But as a mountain erodes and crumbles, and a rock is dislodged from its place, as water wears away the stones and torrents wash away the soil, so you destroy a man's hope. You forever overpower him, and he passes on. You change his countenance and send him away. If his sons receive honor, he does not know it. If they are brought low, he is unaware. He feels only the pain of his own body and mourns only for himself. Father, thank you for your goodness. Thank you for giving us your word to ponder and think through so that we may know you better and make you known. In Jesus' name, amen. In Job 12, we're covering again the discussions between Job and his friends. So here we have Zophar had talked to him, and Job's replying to that. 
I, th- I think the first part of there that's it's funny. I think this is a great insult that you should never use. <laughs> is you are the people with which wisdom will die. Mm, You'll probably lose a friend that way. Yep, and, and and it's it's interesting that Job pointedly pokes his finger in the chest of his friends. It's like, who are you guys? <laughs> are you the only ones with the wisdom? And and they come right back and say, look, we know your dad, and you know we've been we've been around for a long time. Job knows the animals know God is here watching all the living things. Mm-hmm. And then he gives God credit for all wisdom and strength, the source of all wisdom and strength. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and it's interesting, too, how he looks at how do we evaluate things? You know, the ear can test words that it hears. The, the tongue can taste foods and And wisdom belongs to the aged, the understanding to the old. And so true wisdom, though, and true power are found in God. Counsel and understanding are his. So Job, even in his frustration and his pain and his anguish, which he does not understand, he maintains his integrity, he maintains his righteousness, but all these things are happening to him. He still points to the sovereignty of God and the goodness of God. True wisdom, true power are found in God, and counsel and understanding are his, which is an indirect way of saying, you guys ain't got it, <laughs> right? He, like you said, you could lose a friend this way if you call him out on the fact that, hey, you know, I know you're trying, but you're really not being any help. <laughs> <laughs> and here he, he continues his narrative, right? He starts talking about God's power and the difference between God and wise men mm. is that God is in charge of kings. Mm. He says when a king falls or is there, he says when people placed in servitude of kings are freed. And he says when a king's belt will get tighter. Mm. So if you're losing weight, your belt gets a little bit tighter. Mm. And in that indication, it would be that the land's not as wealthy, so you have to eat less. Mm. So he he controls the ebb and flow of nations. He brings them down or raises them up. Mm. And then he he moves into wanting to argue his case with God himself. Looking into chapter 13. He starts talking about, I know I'm equal to you. Men are equal. We're, We're the same. But God is above us, and I want God to hear my case. Mm. Yes, and, and again, he maintains his level of understanding and wisdom, because these guys are coming with natural wisdom. A lot of it's good. If, if you go and read their advice, a lot of it is quite sound, but it's not appropriate in the current context for Job. And Job says, look, you guys, you're not helping. I really need to argue my case with God, my, my heavenly Father. If, if I would speak directly to the Almighty, I would argue my case with God himself. You smear me with lies. Physicians, you are worthless quacks, one <laughs> translation reads uh, in, in the NLT. It's, it's like that's, uh, yeah, he, he's not, not hanging on to how to win friends and influence people here. He's just <laughs> giving them straight dope. And kind of concluding this, he says, if only you had stayed silent. Mm. I think because he knows that his friends have done more to hurt him. Mm. They have made him more hostile, and he 
may even realize that afterwards he's probably going to lose these friends. Mm. They've just been so nasty. He may forgive them in the end because he's a righteous man, but this will have damaged their friendship. Mm. Mm. Yeah, he talks about the frailty of all human life, how frail is humanity, how short is life, how full of trouble. He has some illusions here. We blossom like a flower and wither, passing shadow. We quickly disappear, and we can jump forward to the book of James in the New Testament where he talks about, oh, are you so wise you're going to plan everything out? Your life is just a breath. Mm. It's passing and fading very quickly. And Job's aware of that. Job talks about the frailty of mankind. A tree has more hope than a man. A tree is cut down. It may grow back. And we don't have the full revelation of Jesus Christ at this point, Mm. that one can die and he has been resurrected from the dead because he is the Lord of life. And here in this particular passage, Job has a hope. I know that my Redeemer lives. He knows that God is his Redeemer. We're jumping ahead again in the narrative of Tad, but uh, that is such a, a sweet verse to me part of that is the the lines in the Messiah and different things that have impacted my soul over the years, Uriah. But mm. he is lamenting the fact that he can't talk to God. There's no hope for man. Is resurrection even possible? Oh, and he's saying that he doesn't know what he's done wrong. He's asking what his transgression yes. is. He's still trying to justify it. Mm-hmm. But I like that he comes back, though, and says, though he slay me, mm. I will hope in him. Amen. Because he still knows that God is his hope. God mm. is his only way out of this. God put him into this mess. He's the only one who can bring him back out. He's waiting for the day of his renewal. He's waiting through his pain mm. because he knows that God can restore him or strike him down. And he seems to indicate a desire for either of those. He says, if God deems me, it's time to die. Mm. That's fine. Mm-hmm. If God deems he will restore all my my possessions, my life, my health, that's fine. But mm. I want to know why. Mm. Yes. Yes, that is a, a driving desire that Job has, is why, why. And, you know, that question we ask it many, many times. Why, why do good things happen? Uh, why do bad things happen to good people? And, of course, we know there, there really are no good people. We're all sinners. We've all fallen. We've all not attained the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus, which is why in grace he has to give that to us. And we will explore more about these concepts as we continue our reading of Job tomorrow. Thank you for joining us. We look forward to being with you tomorrow for day number 23 of the Bible in a Year with Manna.